How you doing? Welcome to another episode of The Godfather Part, Part two. 2 Minute. With me, Alex Robinson. And with me, Andy Robinson. And we're going to talk about minute number 87 of The Godfather Part 2. That's today. right, Alex. Alex, repeat after me. Yes. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. 87. 87. You got it. I like it. 87. Uh-huh. You got it. That means 87. In Italian, uh, which must mean we're talking about Minute 87, which features uh, Mikey concludes his criminal conversation with our friend from Miami. Meanwhile, a taxi pulls up at a hotel and disgorges its lone passenger, friendly Freddy Corleone, who refuses to surrender his suitcase to the baffled bellboy. He's greeted by his younger brother and introduces himself to Mikey's stoic bodyguard. Yeah. So the tail wow. end of the tail end of the hymen. That's rap. right. This minute is is I, I looked at it as three separate scenelets. Hmm. Kind of the end of the end of the Roth monologue. Uh-huh. And then uh, Fredo entering the hotel and then Fredo inside the hotel. Yes. Stage three stages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's start with the Roth, Alex. Roth. Yeah. <laughs> So makes um, a very interesting statement and uh, a little confusing to me. I was just going to say the minute starts off with a bit of confusion. But hold on, it's not your job to be as confused as I am. <laughs> um, so in the my, so Roth is t- still trying to convince Mikey about how great their operation is going to be and stuff, mm-hmm. and he says. Uh, there, it says he says he's always says ninety miles. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. Just one small step looking for a man who wants to be president of the United States. And, and having the cash to make it possible. And having the cash to make it possible. I don't understand what that means. I don't either. <laughs> Let's just move on. No. <laughs> is yeah. is uh, yeah. Do well, guesses to what it means? Well, interestingly, the subtitles tweak it. Yeah. So the dialogue says, just one small step looking for a man who wants to be president. The subtitle says, just one small step for a man looking to be president. Yeah. And the cash to make it happen or whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The subtitle one makes more sense. Yeah. Just one small step. Looking for a man that wants to be president. That's the, that's what he says in the yeah, dialogue. Yeah, I mean, we have to go by what he says. I don't I mean, know. Who, who knows who's who's creating the subtitles for this? But but I mean, grammatically, it doesn't make sense. Just well, one small okay. step. I mean, people talk sometimes in in odd ways. Well, that's what I mean. I feel like up. it was more a case of Lee Strasberg getting the line wrong. Ah. Than it is of like. Do you think it was written out that way in the script, and no one said, "What does that mean, oh, Francis? <laughs> yeah. What does this mean? This just one small step looking for a man." I almost see those as two separate statements. Yeah, ninety miles. It's nothing. Just one small step. Yeah. Period. And uh, so I'm adding here. Okay. It's just one small step. We can look for a man that wants to be president, and we just need the cash to make that happen. 
doesn't come out exactly like that way, but I think that's what he intends to mean. Yeah. It's one small step for us to find someone that wants to be president, and then we provide him the cash to make it happen. Okay. Right? I mean, that's kind of, I, which is very ambitious. The original, all of his praise about being in Cuba and partnership mm-hmm. with a friendly government, I always interpret that as it's great. It's great for them to be doing business there. But this, if if he if, if he means what I think he means, and if, if what's yeah, happened is already like happened. You should be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me? <laughs> they really need Tom Hagen. We need, you and I need Tom Hagen here to, to figure this out. Coincidentally, I was just, I don't remember the name of the YouTube channel, but mm-hmm. I was just watching a YouTube video about... Uh, this guy was a huge fan of Godfather 1 and 2 mm. and he saw Godfather 3 a long time ago but he was like I want to look at it again I want to watch Coda to see if it how mm. it holds up and stuff fresh eyes and he um, mostly attributes the problems in GF3 to the lack of Tom Hagen mm. because it really um, as he points out the 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 Tom Mikey relationship at the end of GF two is very strained, mm-hmm. so it 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 would have been interesting seeing how their relationship was at you know fifteen maybe not then but ten years from then, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. to, to so it, so anyway, this person was saying that Tom Hagen was really the missing ingredient to to GF three without that because there's heard there's no that, fam- that's why the 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 plan to go legitimate fails is that what he's arguing no 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 like as a movie oh as it's in terms of it's, the movie it's it's mm. um there's like a key component missing which yeah. is the relationship between Tom mm. Hagen and Mikey because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. basically the only person uh Connie's the only one the only character who I guess K a little bit well Enzo the Baker he's in all three <laughs> it's true he's getting so nervous that guy his hands <laughs> are literally shaking <laughs> Anthony, what about Anthony? He plays a role. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So as far as the um, core characters, and because it's all about relationships and seeing yeah, how they change over family time and stuff. So yeah, like they were. He but was, he compa- can, but he can never lose his family. So Hagen was there all along. <laughs> he was comparing it with because he's like, well, on the on the other side, it's not like this is the first time this has happened in a Godfather movie because obviously uh, Clemenza. His wife refused to let him participate yeah. in GF2, mm-hmm. and so you had uh, Frankie Five Angels instead. But Clemenza, was, he was, he's a fun character, but he wasn't the kind of... He was not the central character the way yeah. Tom Hagen was. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, getting back to this confusing... Well, well, I'm thinking about if he had been in the minute, uh, in the movie in GF3, <laughs> uh, he, I, he definitely would have come in handy... Uh, SEC officers, these men are licensed to sell stock and buy immobiliari. <laughs> um, Just apply all the same yeah. rules and uh, tone of voice to, to, to the white-collar world. Yeah, they should have just taken his dialogue and just dubbed it oh. in, done an overdub alert with, with, uh, with, you know, just slightly different wow. dialogue. Yeah. So just, I, you yeah. know, I'm going to take it a step further. Get a, get a Robert Duvall lookalike. Oh. Hire him to just show him from like the back, well, even the front. Yeah. Someone yeah. who looks like him, yeah. And then and then ha- and then use the the actual yeah. audio of Robert Duvall from yeah, exactly. GF One and Two, yeah. and just tweak it a little bit. The stone might not even be in his shoe, Sonny. <laughs> Zaza. <laughs> 
Um, so back, so, yeah, back to the minute. So just so what one, do you think he means by that? Well, what was the other question I had is what what is he talking about? I think he's more ambitious than anyone knew, and he wants someone to become president. And I'll even go further and say. I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to be president. No way. <laughs> With his hey, heart condition? He plans to live another 20 years. <laughs> also not born in the United States, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so as far as we know, he was born somewhere That's in Eastern true, Europe. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, yeah. he, can never, he can never be president. He can never be oh. president. Exclaims. What is it? Exclaims. Uh, lovingly. Lovingly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what I wouldn't give to have been born in this country. Yeah. Um, So I'm guessing he means that basically they want to help like a presidential candidate they want to give money to in exchange for for not not prosecuting the mafia. So uh, which is which is just an odd time to say that because he was he. It's never he's come very, up before as one of their before. goals. And he's really excited that it's 90 miles away. And I always interpret his excitement. It's that people can just come here from America. Yeah. We won't even have to deal with America. And we're protected. Yeah. That's his whole point. Is It's pretty much like Florida South. It's like South Florida. But now he's... in this just one sentence. He says, like, we can be not persecuted do you in think America. do you think this dialogue is put in there because later on we see him being examined by a doctor is this kind of like Mikey goes to Johnny Ola and says like Johnny I think <laughs> I think I think old man Roth might be stroking out here or something yeah. this doesn't make any sense Ivan Roth <laughs> always makes money for his partners <laughs> have an orange <laughs> <You're> so, <laughs> he, he just says. needs some vitamin C that's all he needs <laughs> Johnny Johnny I'm going to feign having dementia later. I'm going to be talking about senators and presidents. Just use, always say your standard line about me Go making money. Go along with whatever I say. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, stop licking your fingers when you cut the cake. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. Oh, people licking their fingers. Yeah. You, you, you lick your fingers in a knife, in, in a cake, with, with people you don't know all over the world. <laughs> That's when Enzo comes and he's like, did someone say cake? <laughs> um, I do, I did, it did almost, it did almost seem like he was pitching for Michael to run for president. Yeah, it so does. It kind of evoked the Senator Colleone, Governor mm-hmm. Colleone, that, yeah. that kind of line. Like, so, Michael, what do you think? He's got a war, <laughs> he's war hero. <laughs> right? He's a war hero. He's got the cash. <laughs> You're all proud of you, Mikey. Do you? I was going to say, do you think we will ever have a president who killed someone? And we already have had a president. We already have had presidents who killed people, you know, military, yeah. military roles oh, or duels. Military roles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the case right. Of yeah. Andrew Jackson. Um, but outside of military and duel, a duel is a firm. Do you think it, we'll ever have formal? another president who personally killed someone, even in the military? Hmm. Yes. All right. I, I do. So what about non-military? Well, let's say non-military. Mm, no. No. No, I don't think so. Personally killed them with their own... Choke strangled them to death with yeah, their bare Or hands. a firearm. Yeah. But not just... Yeah, no, I'm going to say no. You're saying no. But okay. I think we might have another soldier president. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think um, we're going to need one. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need one. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's bad news for you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, would yes. Michael be good president of the United States? No. Why not? He's too. He's too heartless. And what's your point? <laughs> well, because that's that's. Not I don't a, mean. I don't mean. Could he be elected? No, no. I mean. But would if he, he were be elected, elected, you mean would he be a good president? Would he be a good no, president. I don't think so. No. I mean, clearly, you see how poorly he manages all all, all the events of GF two. Does he? I mean, he kills his own brother. He kills his mother's son. Well, it's someone who betrayed. I mean, that would be if like China betrayed so now we're thinking macro in terms of international relations yeah. but it's not it's like killing another american it's like killing the vice president oh yeah like killing the vice president or like ordering supreme you. court justice to be murdered because you disagreed with one of their opinions oh and you're saying that would never happen who's <laughs> being naive alex <laughs> yeah that's a good point but everything he did was for his family so okay fredo aside yeah did he, other than killing he, his brother. Other than killing his brother, does he run his business well? People, His people are taken care of. They're, they're bread on the table. They all have jobs. Yeah. He eliminates the competition, which would be China, trade, tariffs, and all that stuff. It reminds me know. of before Trump. Mm-hmm. We're getting all political here, but... Um, before everyone was saying, oh, we need like when Bloomberg was going to run for president, mm-hmm. I remember everyone was like, we need like a businessman president. Mm-hmm. And now we've had a businessman president. And I don't know. I don't think it, I don't think the skills of a CEO or a mafia crime boss are necessarily the, yeah. you know, the theoretically our government is supposed to work on the basis of compromise. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay, people disagree. We, we can't just say, you know what? You're being overruled. We are putting, we are imposing yeah. our will on people. It's yeah. kind of like a sort of give and take. And, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. And, Whereas uh, Mikey is, is just narrowly focused. Yeah. And I, I also think he would, he would let the... A Vito Corleone—that's a different matter. Yeah, Vito Corleone. But but wouldn't they, at the end of the day, just work to enrich themselves and their family and their people? It's hard to say. Or or, or um, cronyism would be—that's that's just like a inherent part of the of mafia business, right? I mean, I think but maybe that's how the world works too. I wonder, I mean, if, if I was going to say, let's do the what if game. If Mikey had stuck with his guns and not gotten involved in the family business, mm-hmm. would he have become a good president then? Mm. Because mm-hmm. he, he he's ruthless, but that's because he's in a world where ruthlessness is a valuable mm-hmm. skill. Mm-hmm. But if he was president, would he be more accommodating of... Was that yeah. always in him the whole time? That's true. Or did it just come out because he was... He it's a great was, question, because uh, that's yeah. the whole point of the godfather trilogy is he becomes what we think he starts off um not that way and and he changes as the business makes him that way it's his family it's not him yeah so uh yeah well that was five years ago alex (laughs) seven years ago yeah (laughs) sleeping inside me oh um can't believe you said that again you're always bringing that up Uh, well, so, it just uh, it, it sort of reminds me that you know when they say that Vito had all three of his sons, Vito had attributes of them, whereas mm-hmm. Mikey is just ruthless, mm-hmm. doesn't have that that. Uh, mm-hmm. And as we'll see in this, people minute, skills. He doesn't have the people skills. Yeah, 
skipping ahead, like when Fredo meets the bodyguard, he introduces himself to the bodyguard, mm-hmm. which seems like such a not thing to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're supposed to kind of ignore the help and just kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, so. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, Fredo has that people skills that, yeah. that uh, anyway. Um, one small step for a man looking to be president. Looking for a man that wants to be president of the United <laughs> States and having the cash to make it possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hyman, whatever you say. All right. <laughs> It'd be great if he went pee. He's like, at, the, at my birthday party tonight, because we're having a second party for me, and I'll have a, even a, an even smaller piece, I will announce who we are supporting for president. <laughs> Now, Dino will get share yeah. of the the uh, Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. We're bringing in uh, uh, bringing in the Lake Lake Street Road Boys, who will oversee the <laughs> Commerce Department. Or is the, yeah, he's already the cutting. He's already be, the, yeah. <laughs> oh, and the cake will have the United States on it. Now. <laughs> He'll be cutting it up. Yeah. Uh, well, 1960, of course, John F. Kennedy ran against Richard Nixon for president. Frank Sinatra, who called the shots for all those guys, was a, was a huge Kennedy supporter. Mm-hmm. And um, they there is not unsubstantiated allegations that F- Frank Sinatra used his connections with this in the mob to get the the mob to sway votes in Chicago. In Illinois, that wound up swinging the election for Kennedy. Wow! So that one state made the difference. Yeah, it was that was a very close election. Whoa! That, that particular uh, wow! That particular one. That's why Nixon was so bitter. But we'll get that's a uh, a whole other story. Yeah. But, wow. but so then after that, Kennedy uh, distanced himself from Frank mm. Sinatra. Frank Sinatra was so mad. That's when he became a uh, he became a Republican after that. Mm. So, but anyway, so that was a case of a mob. So this maybe I don't know if. Francis Ford Coppola is kind of hinting at that sort of yeah that sort of connection yeah wow what a great story it's weird to think like this movie came out in 74 ish mm-hmm. I think and it's only like 11 years after JFK was shot amazing it's, it's, not, it's, it's nothing it's nothing it's just nine short 11 years, years. <laughs> 11, 11 years yeah for a man looking for to become president yeah wow anyway so then uh, <laughs> then he 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 grabs, uh, he grab, continues to grab Mikey's arm. Uh, almost like he's going to give him a rub burn it on does his look arm. Like that. That's right. Yeah, he's not twisting the opposite directions yeah. with his the hands. Threat, so. The threat is there, though. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "Michael, what bigger than U.S. Steel?" <laughs> well, I have in my no- in my notes. Uh-huh. <laughs> he says, "Michael." And then there is quite a long pause mm-hmm. where in, during which Hyman closes his eyes, mm-hmm. shakes his head as if he can't believe it himself, and takes a big breath. He's lovingly... What says, is it? He's, 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 we're bigger than U.S. Steel. It really is. It's, it's this moment that yeah. Roth has. It's almost as if this dream he's had for yeah. his whole life is, is close to being carried out. <laughs> when I was a young man, I one day... <laughs> I was insulted by U.S. Steel, and I vowed <laughs> that one day I would become bigger than them. And here we are. <laughs> and he's grabbing Mikey's arm. What a great moment. <laughs> we got to talk about this line. What, okay, let's break what? it down. So I'm guessing... <laughs> let's break it down. 
So I'm guessing at this time, U.S. Steel is considered one of the most successful U.S. companies. Yes. And in their uh, peak of their production was 1953. So only five years before. Mm -hmm. Uh, They started in 1901. And by 1902, they were producing 67% of all the steel in the United States. Mm. And uh, so, yes, very big. Um, even in two in two thousand eight, they were still the eighth largest steel company in the world. I assume China has probably taken over by a lot. what year? In two thousand eight, okay, they were still hanging on. As so, the, you, there's U.S. Steel still exists. They changed their name. They got it was you know various mergers and stuff. Yeah. At one point, they were just known as USX. Oh, but then I think they whoa. sold off something, and then now they're like U.S. Steel. There's another word at the end of it. I wow. don't remember what it is. But well, yes, and now they're they are now they around. belong to WhatsApp. <laughs> you know, Time Warner, AOL, US Steel, uh, you know, WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, no, I get it. Like, I, they belong to Amazon now. Get it? US Steel. Oh, that's one thing I think E-A-L. is funny that, that Hyman Roth uses steel because yeah. it's like steel is in the, you know. Like steal the election, too, because we're yeah, paying for totally, it. Yeah. US Steel. Um, and the line is a parallel to a real-life line that uh, Meyer Lansky, who is the real-world parallel mm. to, mm-hmm. uh, said that uh, th- that they said the mafia was bigger than General Motors. That was his oh. real-world thing. And now, so this is kind of a, a thing, a oh, parallel to that thing. Oh, I wonder great. if General Motors... I was going to say, did, did U.S. Steel pay for that product placement? Oh. Or did General Motors refuse to let them use the line? Like they said, oh, if you use yeah. that line, we're going we're gonna to sue you. And U.S. Steel's like, we don't care. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. Well, I, yeah, I bet it was a copyright issue. Because remember in the previous scene during the birthday party, they go, happy. And then go, oh, Roth Rot says, oh, no, no, no. I, I never, I'm always on, I'm always accurate at my age. But I never let people sing happy birthday on my birthday. <laughs> because of uh, royalties. He doesn't want to pay. Yeah. Now, of course, it's public domain, ironically. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> If history has taught us anything, it's that all songs will eventually become public domain. <laughs> Screw those two sisters. Maybe he's really excited. Maybe Roth is really excited that they can get someone in the presidency so they can finally reconcile all these visa choke points. All these <laughs> red, get rid of the red tape. They'll loosen the bureaucracy. Well, unlimited stick men. <laughs> yeah, stick men. Uh, factory will make make them and ship them right here. Ninety miles. That's nothing. <laughs> long enough stick they can still stay here in Cuba <laughs> while while dealing crafts in Miami <laughs> in fact maybe we'll make one of the stick men that man who will become president <laughs> and that man's name was Mo Green <laughs> the green from the felt of course and there isn't even a stick yes or a blackjack shoe <laughs> Um, one last thing about U.S. Yeah. Steel, the comedian Joe E. Lewis. Um, mm-hmm. I guess this was probably in the fifties or sometime. You're a big Joe E. Lewis. Joe E. Lewis. Okay. Joe, J O E space E period Lewis. Okay. Joe E. Lewis. Joe E. Lewis. Yeah. Not Joey. That's what Lewis. I said. Uh, in the 1950s, I guess when the Yankees, you know, you're a Yankees fan. Yeah, oh yeah. And he compared rooting, to, he's like, rooting for the Yankees is like rooting for U.S. Steel. Because oh, they were, you know, so, won so many times and so big oh, that, yeah. that uh, you know. Anyway, anything else about the Roth, the Roth scene? Yeah, well, I know we're going to, we're, we're going to transition to the next part of this minute, but I want to 
point out that the music of the next next scene <laughs> to me really highlights how funny that is. Uh-huh. Because he says, we're Michael, we're bigger than U.S. Steel. <laughs> and so when this movie came out, were we supposed to laugh at that line? I don't know. Because I seem to remember our mother laughing at that. <laughs> she laughs at odd things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. Especially yeah, I mean, it, I'm just wondering, is it supposed to be funny? Hmm. It, they, they almost set it up to be that way. It's Michael, big pause, yeah. but bigger than U.S. Steel. And then, and then a little slight pause, and, and then, then like it cuts. Dun, 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 yeah. these, I wonder. <laughs> I laugh. <laughs> I guess I laugh at all the stuff that's yeah, happening. Anything comes out of Hyman Roth's mouth makes us laugh. My only other point is, um, you know, in this in this scene, we've seen kind of an ambitious side of Roth, mm-hmm. but when he's being very wistful about oh wanting to be able to live another 20 mm-hmm. years well, I wouldn't give we we don't so, we don't see so much hymen roth we see the human roth michael i'm a human roth human hymen roth human roth human roth yeah um, Our old human in Miami always makes money for his partners. <laughs> a human in Miami. <laughs> um, so yes, cut to exterior shot mm-hmm. of the Capri Hotel. The Capri? Where Michael is staying. I guess he wants to get the lay of the land that's now right. that he knows the Corleone family. Uh-huh. Well, Corleone family owns Oh, that's it. right, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll take over it. Yeah. Because after his death, or retirement. That's right, after Hyman's death. Yeah, exactly. So right now... The Corleone yeah. family does not own the Capri. Do you think when Roth eventually died, did all that, did, did the Corleone family <laughs> yeah. inherit it? Did he uh, ever change his, his just, first of all, is this uh, no. written down somewhere? No. So it's purely up to... It's all, it's all gentleman's agreement by mouth. And I'm pretty sure that after Hyman Roth, when he's on the run, you know, he's probably sold it all. Right. Or he he's has other people Proxies. running the op- operations yeah. to funnel money to him. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think right, Michael. If I were Michael, though, I would have bought La Nacional and the Capri just to just well, just, to, like, just to rub it in. Yeah. Oh yeah, at that point you can't buy yeah, anything. Could yeah. <laughs> or can you? Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> I would open a swankier hotel in oh. Miami called the Capri, but it would oh, be nicer than any gosh. of the. Uh, Carpet joints. That, what's the word? What's the Spanish word for rug? Uh, like alfombra. There you go. That word. Uh-huh. Alfombra joints. Yeah. That's um. Great. So. <laughs> so purely, if if Roth were to die, mm-hmm. it, it would just be. I guess probably the whoever the, the whoever Roth's like consigliere would probably be the one to say it, like mm-hmm. okay, dividing dividing up all the land. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Capri. Yeah. So, yes, that's so where Fredo, um, so Fredo arrives. The Havana Capri. Mm-hmm. Free. We see the taxi pulling mm-hmm. up. and well, We have some attentive concierges here. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Two guys come hustling up. One grabs the door to let him out. One grabs the luggage right away. Yeah. And what good... about those green suits, Alex? They're pretty sharp, pretty snazzy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for the green is for the money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they only get people who have money in their suitcase. Like, uh, you know, oh, you go to lane one. That's what they the, the <laughs> dollar bill guys. <laughs> um, yes. And we see Fredo Corleone, who yeah. we have not, whom we have not seen in quite a while. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess the last time we saw him was when he was talking to Johnny Ola on the phone. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't know. What do you mean, Johnny Ola? He doesn't know those guys. <laughs> they got him into enough trouble, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> um, so Fredo. A, a, a funny bit where Fredo's carrying his suitcase and the bellhop goes to grab it. Fredo's like fights him for it. Wrestles it's him very for Marx Brothers-ish to me. Like, yeah. Like Harpo. Like the <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. It was funny. I wonder if that is in Coconuts, there's a hotel scene. I wonder if there, there's, there is a scene where... Either someone tries to take Harpo's yeah, bag or Harpo yeah. tries to steal someone else's mm-hmm. bag. Anyway, it seems very... Uh, coming off the la- the big laugh of the U.S. steel, it's a, it's a good, nice one-two punch. Of, yeah, it of, is. Of, uh, of and you really don't see that many... That much comedy in the Godfather trilogy, right? I mean, you see funny things that you laugh at, but not, not that kind of comedy. It's slapstick, I guess. Yeah, right. it's very jokey. I mean, there are jokes before, but they're usually character-driven yeah. things. Although, like, yeah. like, oh, Mikey, this, what, this, tell this girl you love her. Like, that kind of stuff you laugh at. Yeah, as opposed to, like, a, a set-up punchline or, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> kind, of, kind of a joke. It's really funny. And then when, and then after Fredo grabs the bag and, and yeah. keeps walking, he does, it's so funny, he does look back once more at the concierge who had tried to take his bag yeah. as if he's double-checking that he's not being followed. <laughs> Fredo is very paranoid. Sure, well, you know, he's... Two million dollars yeah. in a briefcase. He admits as much for it. He was like, oh boy, yeah. you know, on the plane, I was so uh, he was, he was so nervous. So question for you, Alex, is yeah. Fredo always this paranoid? Because he clearly he's, he parties a lot, he's yeah. drinking a lot, he's doing a lot of drugs, he's already betrayed the family. Yeah. So is he always this paranoid, or is this more due to the $2 million in Small Bill's cash? I think it's more that. Than, yeah, right. Uh, I don't think he would normally be that. Yeah. That'd be terrifying, wouldn't it? What, to be carrying $2 million yeah. cash? Yeah. Terrifying? Yeah. I think, be, I think it would be exciting. It would be exciting. You know what? Let's try it. <laughs> Give me $2 million cash, and I'll, I'll see what you it's want like. Small Bill's? Yeah. I guess the thing is, would I... I don't know if I would trust putting it in the in the. I certainly would check it, obviously. No, but I don't even know if I would trust putting it up on the up on the top. You know, in the luggage rack. I wouldn't. Top. So I guess he had to sit in his lap the whole time. Yeah, all right. we don't know. Also, if he flew a private plane or if he flew. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's true. If he flew, pro- I mean, they had to fly in private plane, right? And there was just the cab ride there, customs and the cab ride. Yeah. I guess if you're traveling with two million dollars cash, you probably can spring for the for the private plane. It's yeah. only ninety miles. Yeah, can't be that far. <laughs> so well, you know, it's probably like a half an hour plane ride. I'm sure yeah. you would have been fine with it. But wouldn't that call more attention to you if you are in a private plane and more likely to be mugged rather than just going coach? No one would ever expect you. The money is hiding in plain sight. But I feel like <laughs> if you're, especially because he's he's. It, you know, Mikey has connections to the government and stuff. Mm-hmm. I imagine, like when he landed, there was probably like guards and stuff. You know, they said make sure he gets, make sure he gets to the Capri without yeah. incident. Um, yeah, I mean these consiglieri, I mean these concierges are 
Very aggressive. So maybe was, they were hired by Roth. Maybe oh, they knocked out the original time and Roth in in wearing a Bellboy <laughs> costume. I mean, the first one, first guy is very tall. Maybe that was Johnny Ola. He's pretty tall. Oh, I <laughs> want to see Johnny Ola and Hyman and Roth. And Roth. I want to see them oh, having a series great. of wacky adventures together, trying oh, to trying to get great. the money. Oh, that would have be. been a good job for Sam Roth. Yeah, totally. No one knows what Sam Roth looks like. Yeah, at this point, or at least Fredo doesn't. You just yeah. got a fool, Fredo. <laughs> and he or he already knows Johnny, so you couldn't have yeah Johnny. No, he doesn't know those guys. <laughs> you never Maybe, know. Yeah. Um. Do you did? So when Hyman Roth says, uh, "I told you that the money never arrived on the island." Mm-hmm. Did Mikey was Fredo already coming with the money, or did Mikey call Fredo and be like, "Okay, look, he, I think he's on his way." You think he was already on? Yeah, his way? Yeah, I think this is not too long after. Mm-hmm. The hotel scene is not too long after the birthday party scene. And I think Fredo's in transit right now. And we are thinking that this is New Year's Eve day. I think this is all the same day. Okay. Yeah. Two million never got to the island. How does he know that? I don't know. That's, that's what I was going to say. Now, do you think someone told him? Did one of the oh, bus boys or whatever say, say hey, oh, Fredo, Fredo tell Johnny, and then Johnny said, yeah. oh, uh, mice. Yeah, the concierge has told us that... Uh, Fredo Corleone arrived yeah. and would not let go of the briefcase. So, like, did he have the money? Like, I didn't ask if he had the money. <laughs> um, having, so, having his brother come with $2 million in cash afterward, now there's a man with vision. <laughs> uh, so following up on something we discussed last week, mm-hmm. what are the practicalities of really traveling with that much cash? I was going to look it up, Alex, but I couldn't figure it out. Did you find out? I did find it Excellent. out. Excellent. So, um, Cause, well, because last week, remember, we talked about how it would take 20,000. No, it would take 200 stacks of 100 $100 bills. It would take 10,000 $100 bills. Yeah, which it would be 200 stacks of 100. Yes. And, uh, you know, it turns out we wildly overestimated how big a million dollars is. Really? Um, the, um, a briefcase. That was 18 inches mm-hmm. by 12 inches. All right. By four and a half inches could hold $1 million. Whoa. Coincidentally, the Zero Halliburton Company makes a briefcase, one of those metal briefcases, that can exactly fit 10,000 bills. Wow. It seems a little suspicious. It's almost Whoa. like the company specifically makes things that are... Well, that wraps up, not wraps up, but that's the free portion of the show. If you want to hear the rest, you can go to godfatherminute.com slash support. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get uh, twice as much content per episode. And we talk about time travel. We get back to the Godfather musical and have a lot of great alternate universe scenarios. Yes, if that sounds like a fun idea, go to godfatherminute.com slash support. And we'll see you on Monday. No!